I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the rain room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes they used to pull a kaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? What kind I haven't thought of a new thing yet. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. <laughs> so, y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is, a, but our focus is always screenwriting, <laughs> What's our focus stories, on? <laughs> craft, and shit like that. <clears throat> you hear her voice, Lisa Volacaja in the mm. house. Mm. Back for two episodes in a row. That is she very. I know. Back that's, again. That's, that's, I know. Is the incredible. That's unprecedented incredible. for this year. Listen, listen, listen. Y'all know I work hard all year round. I run an outdoor science school. Sleeping. I, I'm the boss. In the background. And when you're the boss of something, you, you the man don't get the rest. The I'm the I'm the man. Period. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's I finally get the time to like. I want to ask you guys about debrief the show idea, and just unplug. So for the last month, literally, I've been doing nothing but reading, mm-hmm. sleeping a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and um, getting a lot of TV show watching, catching up on movies. And, and you look all rested. Mm-hmm. I've been getting some sun tannings mm-hmm. and stuff. your body all down. Listen. You're not some about it. Listen. Ready. Listen. Mm-hmm. When you ain't got to eat junk food and distress now, just worrying about mm-hmm. people doing stuff. And it's like, you can just eat and go to your Mediterranean, your normal diet. Mm-hmm. I put on eight pounds working on the damn show. Listen, with all that junk food. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chris here is going about to get stabbed in a minute because he then says some inflammatory things. I didn't say inflammatory. <laughs> he said some inflammatory things, and I feel disrespected Uh-oh. because I said he fight, conflagration fight, fight, type of language fight. is what I said. He has uh, <laughs> construed with his language <laughs> that a certain film I want to talk about today mm-hmm. is in the same. Lee <laughs> as some trash <laughs> that we witnessed a couple of months together in a theater, and I feel totally disrespected right now. It was over right a year now. ago. It was over a year ago. Was it a year ago? It was like was Mother a year ago? You've been gone a while, bitch. No, no, okay. maybe not. Maybe it was November. <laughs> was it this year? It was last. It was year. like November of last year. Right. Oh right. shit! All right. well, sh- we almost at November. It's yeah. July. Well, so. shit. So I feel like <laughs> somebody might be getting the bloodletting up in here. Right. Namely you Where's the leeches Where the leeches We put them on you real quick (laughs) So anyway Yeah she back Okay And we got Chris Derrick In the house Mm -hmm. From the writing Directing team The Derrick Brothers What it do You know what I want to tell you guys Something off I I have a show idea I want to tell you guys I just I forgot about it But I think you guys Would dig it But I'm working on it The people want to know But the the pilot's (laughs) finished I finished the pilot Yes I'm working on This other pilot Starting off But I came up with Something last night That just like I'm just so excited about Uh, Awesome because it has to do with this Trump shit. Uh-oh. We'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So, as you all know, Luke Cage season two dropped. Mm-hmm. 
I was up. I messed up because on the twenty first, mm-hmm. I had my wine and my snacks. Don't you always? I stayed up. Well, look, it's the Italian in me. You always got to have good wine. If you don't have good wine, shoot yourself. Right. Unless, of course, you're not a drinker. And if you're not a drinker, some very lovely apple sparkling juice, cider, sparkling darling. cider, mm-hmm. <laughs> mix it with some nice good ice, you know, <laughs> uh, with vodka. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but on the 21st, I missed, you know, I miscalculated because I, I was thinking it was the 22nd already and I stayed up. I that's all you had tweeted about. It. I tweeted that I was taking my nap and I did. Mm-hmm. I rested. Me and my dog were relaxed. Hi, Ripley. We were relaxed. And alarm went off, got ready, had the wine glass ready, had the little snacks, <laughs> and realized that, uh, Kept refreshing, <laughs> kept refreshing Netflix. I'm like, why is Luke? Hey, it is now 1210. <laughs> Where? And I realized it was the wrong day. Uh, so I had to do the whole thing over the next day. So yes, Luke Cage dropped uh, after midnight on, was it Thursday? Thursday night, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thursday or Thursday morning, have mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah, so I watched like the first five episodes uh, straight, and then I think I finished the okay, rest the next day. You all night. Listen, I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I, with the first season, you know, I, I, I liked certain elements of it. There were some things I thought could have been done better, but I was kind of looking forward to seeing what season two could do. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to talk about something really quickly about it, because here's the <laughs> thing about Luke Cage, second season. Mind you, this is just me talking. That's Okay. And it's my my opinion. It's just you. And those of you out there who are fans and super fans, you have to look at it from the viewpoint of a person who was not invested in Luke Cage as a comic when it first came out because I thought the shit was way too corny. (laughs) And also, I'm sorry, I was like a weird tales kid. So I wasn't into the super superhero too much. I mean, I had the Wonder Woman, Batman, but I was more into the horror, psychology. I was Stephen King. I was, I I took the road less traveled. (laughs) (laughs) So while you mofos is running around with Superman and Luke Cage and stuff, I was running around being Bruce Lee Mm -hmm. and Cthulhu. Okay. Damn. Cthulhu. Yes. He was doing some deep coming up from the ocean stuff. Uh, So yeah, so I finally binge watched the whole entire season. And so I have to say this, and I'm going to say this directly to showrunners, uh, people who are writing shows, people who are in a position to create content for fans. I'm coming at this as a fan. Okay, but let me just preface. And go, say, ahead, go ahead and preface. Shout out to Cheo. Yes, Cheo. Shout out to my girl, Nicole Morantes. Yes. <laughs> Down the hall from me right here in the, in the hey. studio. So, this is your so, opinion. here's my thing. Go ahead. First of all, give a shout out to them for having one of my favorite singers of all time. I have several, right. but for Joy Gilliam, it was a treat to be able to see her um, inside the Paradise um, Club, nightclub, and the show. So shout out to Joy Gilliam. I love you. I love you. And please hurry up and drop that new album. Mm-hmm. Okay? Please drop it. And, you know, it was great to see the returning because, you know, my favorite character on the show is Shades. Yep. I love him. <laughs> like, I feel like Shades the used Rossi. to have... Yep. Oh, my God. Not only is he fine. I met him a couple times. He's cool kid. Yeah. Not always he fine Because you know We all remember him From Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. And all that stuff too But I just love him the show Because first of all His lineup Dude Brothers be having the lineups On lock <laughs> But I know I, In my spirit It's a black show You spirit, know they got Black in barbers spirit, in there I feel like On set every day uh, Oh wait wait like, like, That's the touch up Before okay. right. Like last looks yeah, right. yes. get, the, get the fade out In my spirit <laughs> I feel like Brothers are hooking His hair up Like that per- <laughs> Like that And then the suits because you ain't nothing like a, a good-looking man in a good-looking suit. Right. Perfect. So love him. Great to see uh, Black Mariah back on there. Mm-hmm. You know, Alfred Woodard doing her thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misty Knight. Hey, Misty Knight. But here's my thing. And it was the same issue I had with the first season. Watching the show, I'm such a fan of the secondary characters mm-hmm. and not so much Luke. 
Like, even though the show is Luke Cage, I feel like I wish it was Misty Night Show and the other people. And, I, and that's the difficult thing when you're trying to create a show and when your main character is supposed to be the person that is compelling and mm-hmm. makes you engage and hooks you in. Luke doesn't hook me in. It's the other characters that do. So I have to admit, a couple of times during the episodes, different episodes, I would have to fast forward because I wanted to see, <laughs> I wanted to see, the, and, but that's my nature though. I'm always for a bad guy, right. uh, a, a sexy, delicious villain. You have me. So this is my plea to okay. other people out there as writers, as creators, <clears throat> and it's a rule that you should have anyway. You got to have your, your good guy can only be as compelling as your bad guy in my world. Your good guy has to almost be on the same level and, and almost the same kind of mindset. It, it has to be the whole idea of like, if just, you know, if, if for the grace of God, there goes I, that could have been me. And I feel like that's the thing with Luke Cage. Luke Cage is a character, and I don't want to see he's corny, because I did see a lot of tweets, people saying, always, and the people was, young people was upset when he dabbed. There's a scene in there where he dabbed, and they were just like, I am done watching. I'm like, okay, y'all over the dab, mm-hmm. okay? But it was like, the original comic book, he was a cornball. It was kind of corny. It's kind of black exploitation era, right. that kind of thing. It was very 70s. Right? It was very 70s. And I feel like the Luke Cage character himself, he's kind of stuck in that mindset. Kind of, kind of, I don't know. It's just something about him doesn't match up to the bad guys. Okay, he, you made an interesting point. The, the hero is, he's only as good as the villain is bad. The issue with Luke Cage is, is that he doesn't face anyone... Like Black Mariah and Shades are like the the, the even before, before that uh, Cottonmouth in the previous right. season. Oh, oh my God, oh, Cottonmouth! Wow. Jesus, they got rid of yeah. Cottonmouth. Jeez, oh. and that's the problem. I think they get rid of the really great characters, right. and you got oh man, Cottonmouth. Yeah. He could have been like the Joker throughout. Oh. He should have been. Oh my, yeah. God. oh my God, they don't stack up against him. Yeah, they're, they're so much weaker than him as characters. They're not. Right. I mean, and it's done in a way where it's like his brawn. Just defeats their brain on every level in a way that, like in Superman, he gets he gets outsmarted a lot by Luthor, and, and it's t- it's like like the trick is Superman has to learn not to use his powers to right. defeat Luthor. He's got to mm-hmm. use his smarts. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that with, with, from what I've seen in Luke Cage, his like he just can muscle through like any problem. Right. And there, and it's just, mm-hmm. and it's maybe just the so the stakes of the show become a lot less. I mean, if you look at Daredevil, you know, which I think is, you know, like like he works the best in that kind of like a Marvel Knights type of character thing because he doesn't have he doesn't have super strength, mm-hmm. super super invulnerability. You know? He just has PTSD. He, he just, you know, he didn't have that. I mean, like he like he doesn't have the Iron mm-hmm. Fist. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's not Jessica Jones. He can slap you through the wall. Yeah. So he's he's always a, a more dynamic character because you know it's like it's him he's, he's got heightened power but he's just right. gonna fight but he's got to fight against the kingpin who's got right. these sources of money that that trump everything right, right. and that, that doesn't that, that's not what's happening in luke Cage, right you know right so i don't know like i said i was thinking i don't i couldn't tell writing character casting is just certain things about it and i just felt like for me when i watched the show it's the bad guys i root for and I wanted to win. Like, I felt bad because I'm like, I kind of want Luke Cage to lose. <laughs> I kind of want to see Bushmaster and all them. I want to see Shades mm. win. Like, I feel like, and I don't know if that's just my nature 
or you know i i just naturally gravitate to the dark side and i just feel like the other characters are justified in what they're doing and i just feel like luke is just too he's too black and white he's too oh i'm just a bad guy going to bad whereas the bad guys it's kind of like the the eric Killmonger syndrome like he's got legit reasons right. like bushmaster has legit reasons to go do what he does well again but it's like you shades know, has legit reasons yeah, to do what he does again you go look in that first season of daredevil you know, like later on in the season when he's fighting that ninja guy and he gets like that blade in his chest and he's, he gets his he gets his ass beat, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, fuck, like he might die. Mm-hmm. I know Luke Cage isn't dying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't feel threat mm-hmm. when anything. So it kind of like harms the drama of that series. I understand what they want to do. But I just kind of feel like the stakes <clears throat> need to be higher mm-hmm. on some level. And Bu- I mean, that killing that Bushmaster did. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Bushmaster, well, I'm not going to give away because y'all are still watching but, it. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. In, the, in, the, in the first season, the first episode, mm-hmm. when he cuts the guy across the face, right. you know, it's like, fuck, dude, that's some brutal that, shit. Yeah, Bushmaster but, is, ain't playing. Mm-hmm. But that knife is breaking against Luke's, you know, right. against his skin. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what are you going to do now? Right. Hey, shout out to the Jamaican because I know some of y'all was on Twitter mm-hmm. talking about all the accents on there. So it's been interesting to watch Jamaican Twitter, Caribbean Twitter mm-hmm. go in. Like some of them are like, oh, it's great to see our people, our patois, and to show how New York and black people are not a monolith, that we have different cultures and different languages within us. But it was funny, the hardcore uh, see, Jamaicans were like, Ugh. Right, and that's one of the things that I give, because I'm going to be honest, I fell off last season after he, what, he had the brother... Uh, Luke had the brother. He had the fight at the end, and he had the superpower just like he did. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and you can't. And, yeah, and they that care. And, and let's be real. <clears throat> what was that dude's name? He was a mom. What is his name? Black Mamba, Black Cobra, Cobra, something. Anyway, it was Luke Cage's brother. Right. You can, you can, you couldn't break because he was so cartoonish compared to Cottonmouth. Right. You can't go from Cottonmouth, legit. Right. Gangster, almost. It was almost like Cottonmouth was in a totally different show. It felt like Cottonmouth had just stepped out from the wire, right? And came into this world and was like, "What?" And then we go from that to like this cartoon character, which to me was just not good. Right. I, I just fell off on that, and <clears throat> part of the thing for me. Pardon me, I was mad because Cottonmouth was dead. So yeah, there was. Like a, <laughs> so I might have been a little bitter. Right, right, right. So here's the thing, and and I am not one to dog people's writing. At all, mm-hmm. because I know how difficult it is. Oh no, I'm just talking as a fan. No, I'm, but I'm, I'm going here though, so this is why mm-hmm. I'm saying this. I'm just prefacing this, prefacing this for <clears throat> the listeners who are fans of that show, who are fans of other black shows. Mm-hmm. I am too. However, here's my issue with the show. This is something I would say to Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry to Nicole. Is sometimes the writing is a little on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, here's where it steers that way. When, say they're all in the barbershop, or they, I don't know what they're doing in season two, but in Pops. season one, remember they're at Pop's Barbershop? There would be moments where they'd be talking about some book or whatever that was some black whatever book or some neighborhood. And it felt to me like... Oh, here's Tina Nasty Coast. Oh, yeah, against like, the world. Like, like, like right, sometimes dialogue was coming right. about to remind the viewers, look how smart I am. I know New York. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Now, at the same time, I give them credit for that. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle because I get it. You want to show um, 
Um, you want to show the era. You want to show the city. You want to give it its feel. You want to you want to make it a character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so sometimes that's the way to do it when you when you're stuck within the walls of like oh we only have four days here and four days there when you got to shoot as an example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so 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 you're like okay well if we can't go outside then how can we do it? Well we'll have them talk about it. So I get it you know to some extent, but I found it it seemed like it just every episode at some point. There was some expository thing from my point of view where I would have rather seen it visually in some way. Can I tell you how much I enjoyed Mustafa Shakur, who plays Bushmaster? Okay. Not only is he fine, mm-hmm. but I know he just he's so mesmerizing to watch. And I just love the scenes where they were going to like this is later episodes. It's not really a spoiler, but his character, he's from a Jamaican community, and they had like scenes in the restaurant. Like, I loved, uh, I kind of, I just wanted to hang out there. Like, well, as a, you know, I, I love in the pilot, in that pilot the episode, they were at that restaurant. Um, yes, the, the Red Rooster, that, that Red Rooster, which is owned by a guy named Marcus, I forget his last name, but he's a sweet, he's Ethiopian, he was, he was raised by Swedes. Um, oh yeah, 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 and he's got a he's he's, top chef, top yeah. chef, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's got a big restaurant, and they had a scene there at Red Rooster. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I hear you to your point. I agree with you on that. I mean, that it, it's, it's one of the things that if you, you know, if you're, if you're, I say that with respect, by the way. No, so. no, I, no, I do, but it's, it, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's something that is a, a, a issue that happens with. It just has to do has to do with I think with our culture right. because. And who's known and who's not known? Because I can sit there and like quote Shakespeare mm-hmm. in a scene, and I don't need to reference where it's from. Right. Everyone kind of knows. Oh, that's the the way that I am a big Tamner's written. Mm-hmm. That's Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like there was a line in the the first episode that kind of bothered me when he said, "Oh, you know, like that woman is felt," and the guy said, "Felt," and he was like, "Yeah, it's like." And slim at the same time, and he he, he goes, "What were you reading to join?" He was like, "I was reading Machiavelli," and he turned around and he said, "Tupac, um, Shakur." Yeah, he said, "He said, oh, so Tupac, so like he wrote a book," and I was kind of <laughs> like, "That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what but I'm see, talking about." So now, see, to me, like that demonstrates that demonstrates a higher level of ignorance than anything, because right. it's like you need to know Machiavelli is not. Tupac, Tupac. <laughs> you need to know <laughs> you and, and and to confuse that mm-hmm. makes him the fact that he's the, the the guy who who has to be who makes that line the fact right. that, the fact that he said svelte mm-hmm. and then got called for it mm-hmm. is like it kind of undermines his effort because if you're going to be like Im- improving yourself you would know who Niccolo Machiavelli is mm-hmm. you would know if you're in a joint and you're reading. And and so that's where it's kind of like there's a loss of like what are you doing mm-hmm. like that you know like to me it's like quote Machiavelli because the st- the quotes of him that are known I don't need to put Seba Machiavelli afterwards right. they're so specific mm-hmm. and that I yeah it's definitely a problem in that but you but know? the way you describe that entire scene <clears throat> was a better example of the way that I was explaining it was. See, that was on the nose to me. And yeah. maybe it's just me. Yeah. But to yeah. me, I felt like if I'm reading that on the page or if I'm hearing a character say that, I'm like, why are they saying that? I get like, oh, well, felt means yada, yada, yada. I mean, sometimes you got to let the audience know what it is you're talking about. But that Machiavelli part is where you got me. Right. Because it's like, see how smart we are? But then you kind of undercut yourself. You, you undercut it. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I just feel like you hook me with the bad guys. Right. Your hero has got to be 
on that level. And I just feel like uh, whenever I watch the show, it's like I, I'm more invested in love with the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And I want to see shows like I, t- I could totally see myself watching a whole show around Shades and Mariah and all of them and that whole world. Like to me, that like you want to go best. home with them. Like I want to hang with them. <clears throat> right, like right. I know shit is dangerous. Right. But I feel like if we in the VIP section high up and I don't meddle around too much, like, oh, yeah, like if I, and one of the bodyguards is driver is Sugar. Like if me, if I was hooked up with Sugar yeah. and Sugar's like right there by the door, I can hang out with the gangsters. I just got to know all the doors to get on Here's out. Here's the thing. How tough of a fucking gangster do you need to be called Sugar? Okay. You rolling around called Sugar, okay. bitch. <laughs> around, and okay. Around killing. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that's, like, that's like Cedric the Entertainer's delicious. Yes. <laughs> Same shit. <laughs> delicious. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, we'll see. I'm going to be checking in and see because I know people are still uh, watching it and catching because it's 13 episodes. Right. And... Um, it just drops. It so. just drops. So we're going to give people right. time to catch up, and I'd like to revisit it later, because I want to see what other people's reactions to it. Because, you know, it could just me. you got to remember, everything ain't for everybody. And my thing is, and, and my nature goes to the dark characters anyway. I right. tend to be, me too. T- to enjoy right. bad guys, mm-hmm. because I think the bad guys, when they're on point, they should make your, your good guy incredible. And right. I feel like... I don't know if Luke should Unless be... Unless he's sexy like the Wolverine or something. Well, but, you know. and there's that whole thing, and that's when you start getting to the levels. Like, there's always the idea of the anti-hero, whereas Luke is kind of... Anti- and I, but I'm more attracted to, like, anti-villains mm-hmm. as I'm opposed to an anti I'm not even sure that he... Uh, Luke, I don't think he's an anti-hero. He's I don't not, think he's... He's, he's, you know, he's, he's not. a total good guy. Well, he's, yeah. he is, but he, it's kind of like now, the way the show's setting up, the, the community, and you guys are getting into it, where the community is going to start to, like... It's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like the hero, almost like athletes are, oh, okay. and then... In, they build him up, and right. you just know oh, something's going to oh, bring him down. And he said that line in the yeah. pilot. He was yeah. like, oh, this, you know, it's good now, but it's always going to turn. It's always going to yeah. turn. See, that's a bad foreshadow. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Let us, let us see it. All right, so, <laughs> so, so the next show, there's mm-hmm. two other foreign shows that I think okay. people need to be watching. And you should have been watching, but if you haven't, come catch up. You need mm-hmm. to watch this show called Marcella. <laughs> Tell us about that. What's the premise on that? Okay, so 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 Marcella, in a certain extent, is just a it's a cop show. It's a British mm-hmm. cop show. It's about a woman in the first season. She's come back to the force after being off for about four or five years. You know, she's fa- had a family. Uh, she has she she had, she had three kids, mm-hmm. the, and the youngest baby died as a baby, and it's kind of and it and it's fucked with her, mm-hmm. and she has these <clears throat> these blackouts, these emotional blackouts where she commits violence. Oh, I have seen this that she doesn't re- yeah, yeah, yeah. that she doesn't remember. Okay, and she's brought back to handle a case. And then she's and she's realized the case has been silent since she's been off the force. Hmm. But now that she must, but now that the the blackouts are getting a lot more stronger, mm-hmm. she's wondering if she was the killer. Mm-hmm. Mm. She ha- she suffers she from problems. later on. They said they said she suffers from like was it dissociative disorder where literally mm. she and she can still function. It's not like she blackouts and she's like laying yeah, there no, like no, I can't. Yeah, like, she. Blanks you, and shit happens. Through. Now was now the thing is the first season. I thought the first season was amazing. Yeah, and I thought, well, you know, these British shows they don't fucking come back because right. it's just. And then and then the other night Unless it's on Netflix and know, it just happened. And it dropped out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. No fucking fanfare. Nothing. No publicity. Nothing. It's just it's just one night at like eleven thirty. I'm getting ready to go to sleep and I just yeah. flip through Netflix and I, and it says new episodes. I'm like new episodes. And <laughs> for me, what it was, it was that you know how if you got Netflix, it's got the little bell. In the right-hand right. corner of the thing, like right. when anything, something new pops up or drops down, and I just so happened. 
happen because my my personal list it's so big with mm-hmm. stuff like all queued up. Like I need to go through and start cleaning the stuff up, take it yeah. out. And I happened to notice it, and I hit it. And do you know the joy in I my know. heart? I was so it excited. Was like I was like, oh shit, this show is back. <laughs> I was so excited. Now, there was a show a few years ago on FX called The Bridge. Yes. Right. And the guy who created that, and that's that's actually a Danish and Swedish show. Oh, I love the Swedish guy, shows. The guy who created that, the, the original show of that, called, I think it's called Braun mm-hmm. or something like that, he's the creator of Marcella. And, and, it, you, and the acting, the girl, woman in um, Anna Friel, who oh plays Marcella, is off the chain. She, and what I love about it is it's oof. like her husband's this black guy. Listen, you know, he's not just a black guy. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. <laughs> Nicholas Pinnock. Listen. He's dope. Fine. He's dope. He's like, every, every show I've seen him in, or movie, whatever, I love him. He's like one of those underrated black British actors. Mm-hmm. My problem is, and Nicholas, you need to have your agent handle this. <laughs> Whenever he gets in a show, he's either in some kind of fucked up relationship, mm-hmm. or something terrible happens to him. It's like, I need a nigga to live. Because remember, he was in Top Boy. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's the, 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 the guy, the co- he, he was like the cop dude, or the, hell. Oh, no, yeah, he's yeah, the guy yeah, from yeah. the neighborhood, Got it. Yeah. who didn't, didn't make it. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not gonna, and I'm not going to even give a spoiler because you yeah. should have been watching that show. You haven't watched Top Boy? I haven't watched Top Boy, uh, but uh, but yeah. but don't spoil the end of this, this show because 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 I've only seen two episodes. Okay. It's oh, so good. Okay. Yeah. But but this actor, Nicholas Panat, the thing that's interesting about him is is that you know uh, in Marcella he's got kind of a, a mini afro and a full beard, you know. But I saw he him in black, some, black. But I saw him in something when he was like shaved bald. <laughs> oh, he's fine when he's bald. Fully shaved down. Play he does, and he looks so different. It's just like, oh my God, this guy's got. He's amazing. Like he's someone that you know, uh, Chuitel and 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 David Aloyo and 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 Idris need to watch out for because he gonna come through. Some American. What's his name again? His name is Nicholas, Nicholas Pinnock. 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 Pinnock? Is it Pinnock? Yeah, I can't Pinnock. remember. P i n n o c k. Nicholas. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a fantastic show <sighs> that everyone <sighs> needs to be watching. Like he's one. Like I wish he'd be one of the ones that will come over to the states. So like, saying. Bring bring him. Somebody needs to bring him. Bring Somebody bring him. Oh, he's been in a lot of shit. shit. I know oh, a yeah. lot of shit. Listen. So you need to listen. Yeah, I love him. Totally to see. Oh, yeah. He was also in. If you watch the History Channel, he played Hannibal. There was a, a mm-hmm. mini series mm-hmm. that was talking about the fall of Rome, and he played Hannibal, yes. and which I love because it had like a whole bunch of black people. <laughs> playing yeah. black people Yeah Playing black people <laughs> But um And the great thing about Oh god Jesus. He's giving you that Chew a tail Yeah before, Yeah he's dope He's that dope, British he's dope. Oh right. my god He's dope So that's a great show Now And the thing about Just to give you an idea If you love Luther In terms of the complexity Of right. Luther's character Marcella is that shit Is that shit Dude, yeah when you get done we'll With the show it's We so gotta talk yeah. yeah It's on Netflix When you get look, finished the, the first season The first season was so good The first season <laughs> Was so fucking good. See, it's, and it's, it's a lesson for American television. I think is that American television has to be really sensationalized. Yeah. For some reason, I don't understand it because the British show, like this show, it's not sensationalized. The crime is a very simple. Crime was happening. It's possible serial killer. We've seen that for mm-hmm. like you know just forever. But for some reason, about that show. Like every, I hated watching the first season because every fucking, you know, like episode out, it made me say, I gotta watch at least 10 minutes of the next right, episode. Right, interesting. I gotta watch That's 10 smart. minutes. That's smart. I can't, I can't. I can't get you to watch it either. Listen, listen. And it's like two in the morning. It's like, fuck, listen, am, I, am I gonna watch it? It got me. It's and so I was good. there. I was just you're watching, you're like, oh my fucking I'm gonna God. watch, I'm gonna, it's like eight o'clock at night. I'm just gonna watch two episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call. 
Bitch, it'd be like four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I be like, oh, burnt what? shit. I gotta put visine in because it's like I ain't sleeping. I gotta wash it because because you wash it and, and and you're like, I gotta know what happens next. I know, I gotta know, you know. And she, like I said, the actress, she's just amazing. And she saw like I like this second season. I was so stressed. It's one of those shows where it's a good stress. Like yes, I feel it. It's such a stress. You're such stressed. a vicarious feeling when you're watching it. And I'm just so stressed when I'm watching it. And I just root for her. I, you you know, there's times where I've had to turn it off because it's like it's too stressful for me right now. Really? You know what? I don't, it's, I, you know what? I got to sleep tonight, so I don't need my heart up. I need to just That's turn funny. this down. Um, oh my god! So okay, so there's another show. I think the I think it's the second season that just came out recently, and I've been wanting to watch it, but I never watched it. And this, and, then, and I, I'm surprised that Netflix they actually did marketing for a foreign show. It's the show is called Fauda. F A U D A. It's an Israeli show, yeah. and the premise of it is it follows a guy who works for the, the Israeli Defense Force or maybe Mossad. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it is, and he is retired now. He's recently retired from about, he's only about two months, I mean, I mean, two years in his retirement. Mm-hmm. And he had killed this really difficult to reach um, Palestinian, I mean, Palestinian terrorist named the Panther. And he's got like a vineyard now and he's like living his life and his wife is now cool with him again. And the pilot opens when his old boss comes and says, yeah, the Panther's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best setups. He's coming, to, uh, and, 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 you know, and, 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 and you know what? We have word he's going to be at his younger brother's wedding, which mm. is tomorrow. So we want you just to come and identify because no one knows what he looks like but you. And the show, and I was like, okay, that's got me. So I'm going to watch this show, mm. and I'm going to be like, fuck, this is going to be dope. And I've watched three episodes, and it's really fucking dope. It's like that. Uh, what is it? The the un, what's that? Um, Clint Eastwood movie, Unforgiven. 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 That kind of same scenario. It's like you kind of living comfy. Yeah, life is good, and then and they shit you, pops no, up. No, no, no. You are not. I love. Those are my favorite setups. That's why I love be. Sexy Beast so much. Well, yeah, because, you retire, yeah, you retire. Well, yeah, because you know, because 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 the 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 great scene that gets you. And as a writer, you'd love this scene. Is that when his and his his former boss comes to see him, his former boss knows that you got a good life, mm-hmm. you've got two kids, and you got your wife, and you've repaired your relationship with your wife because it's kind of like he does undercover, right? So it's tough, I'm lying. and uh, and and so that's all back to normal. And the scene where he's got to convince him to come back, he's like, "Look, I need you." He's like, "Well." If you can sleep at night, you know, like, you know, just the dialogue in that mm-hmm. scene was so well fucking done. I was like, this is fucking sweet writing. How many episodes is it? Uh, I think there's 12 in the first season. And then, and maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Started? Well, see, it's way because like the first episode was like 55 minutes. Okay. The third episode was like 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, I'm not really sure how that works. Mm-hmm. It, it might not be 12. It might be six, eight. I don't know. But the second season just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm telling you right now. All the women are fine. <laughs> just beyond, and it's crazy because it's like you know what, and that's helpful because sometimes. This is this hey. was, this was crazy. We don't ever see enough Israeli and um, and Arab people in general, like given uh, the type of like full characterization right. that these characters. They're get. usually yeah. And caricatures. What's, what's really dope. This was dope about the show. What's dope about the show is. 
Enos and Israel. Wait, show me that Nicholas Pena picture. And, <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, I need my fix. You, as the viewer, cannot really tell the difference between a Palestinian and a, and a, and a, and a, and a Jew. I mean, just like the look, like right. they get, because it's the way that they can go undercover and plant bombs. It's like you can't recognize me for being like a villain or any level hey, like that. There's twelve episodes. Yeah, twelve. And uh, um, and what's and what's cool is that, that the Israeli guys they all know Arabic. Mm-hmm. They because they work undercover and they just roll the accent and it's just. But not it's it's interesting to hear when you're listening to it because it's subtitle. You're hearing them speaking Arabic and then speaking Israeli. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. There's right. a big market difference. Right. But it's like. The way they flip it, it's just like that kind of like undercover work they got. It's like mm-hmm. really great undercover work. Code switching yeah. over there too. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, it's real good. Switching real, real fast. Real good. So, so it's basically a half hour show, but the pilot was about forty one minutes, and everyone else is about 34, 30 35. Okay. It's, a, but it's a drama. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's like a 30, 30 minute drama. Okay, the other show mm-hmm. just dropped an FX. The fourth episode comes out tonight. It's Pose. Oh God. We're going to have Steven on the show. I asked him. He's going to come. Yeah, he's just busy. You're going to have Steven on the show? Yeah. He's on the the LGBT committee with me and the Latino committee. Oh, God. I was going to ask you to ask him to come in because we have to have and talk about that show. one of them black Latinos. I love the show so much. And it's not... And here's the thing that I love about the show. Number one, the creator of the show knows that life. Right. The narrative is centering black and brown peoples. And you've got two transgender writers on the writing staff, the first. And it's not, how how do I say it? It normalizes and just makes every day. Totally. Do you know how important and amazing that Mm -hmm. is? Like, I cried on last week's episode, the Christmas episode, because I wish every child, no matter what, could have that mom speech about sex, Mm -hmm. have that mom speech about, this is why I want you to go to school, this reason. Mm -hmm. It was like the best, like, that's the type of mom I want, would like to have. I wish my mom would talk to us like that. And for it to come from a transgender character and to come from a character from a marginalized background where they are the story and not... Because I was really worried. I I have to admit, before I realized that Mm -hmm. Stephen had created the show, I was worried it was just going to be a serialized, dramatized version of Paris is Burning and that it was just going to be white people and then every now and then we're going to go look at what's going on. You might see a white person every once in a while. It's so flipped (laughs) where it's like they are the center and then everything else, it's like seeing your life, like this is how we live and this is how we interact. And it's, it's, I mean, the cast is phenomenal. Uh, The music, bitch. (laughs) The Vogue the Listen, not even the, just the, it's just so, ugh. Uh, and the sad thing that makes me sad is Costumes, I wish. Bitch. Listen, listen. <laughs> you know who I love the most? The the mean one. What's her Look, name? I forget her name. Listen, oh, that bitch. She Electra, better be nominated. She better be nominated. Electra Abundance. That bitch. Like even though I am team, <laughs> <laughs> I'm team Evangelista. Right, because you want them to win. Because it's the underdog. Yes. But you gotta pay respects. She giving you Vanessa Williams. She is giving Ugly you- Betty. All, All of it. Yes. <laughs> she is giving you cheekbones. Yes. She is, she is giving you legs. She is giving you yes. everything. Okay? 
And it's like, it just reminds me of so much of growing up in the 80s and the, and just going through and just me hanging out in Hillcrest and just being around my queer friends, mm-hmm. going around, and that struggle. And I'm so glad they call out some bullshit. So not to give any spoilers, this show, if you haven't seen it, like I said, okay. it centers... watch the show. It takes place in like, I want to <clears> say, like the f- opening episode was like, what, 1987? Yeah. 88? So it takes place late 80s, and I'm so glad they're not giving Madonna props. Yeah, and they're dealing with rest. AIDS, they're dealing with all that shit. They're giving it to you how it is. Right. And what I love, love, love the most is the fact that you just get to see, like, it, feel, it feels so authentic. Like, I feel like when I watch it, bitch, that was the 80s. Right. Bitch, that's the shit I was wearing. Right. Bitch, that's the music I was dancing to. Bitch, those are the songs that I was trying to outdance people. And just, it's just giving you so much richness. And like I said, the main thing that makes it such a blessing to watch is that the narrative is queer people, mm-hmm. transgender people. They're the, I think, like, what, 80% of the cast mm-hmm. <laughs> is transgendered or gay? Oh, yeah. Or everything in between, not, but whatever. But wh- so is the staff. And, st- and, and, and this is what makes it so amazing because Billy Porter, who I adore, mm-hmm. Billy Porter plays a character called Pray Tell. I know, I know Billy too. And Billy said something in an interview that I saw, which I thought was amazing. He just said, basically, he says, here's a show where, where I come in. He goes, I'm the butch, I'm the masculine, I'm the boy in the show. Mm-hmm. Where in most place, places he said he's always the one that's bringing a little too extra for those people when he was trying to get cast and get his career started and he they said he was just too much. Here is a show where he walks in and he's basically the regular, <laughs> the regular person. Mm. And I thought that was so important. He said he was regular on there. Basically, it's like he said, "I'm the boy. I'm the regular boy." <laughs> Listen, okay. But in terms of his character that he plays compared to everybody else, okay. <laughs> go find, go read that thing. I forgot where right. he was. Where was where he basically? He, I've had this conversation with Billy. This is why I think it's funny. He did that movie with the Broken Hearts Club. Oh, Remember God. that movie? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and there's this scene where because it's like about a gay baseball team, or right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he hits the ball and he makes a home run. He's like running, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and he was like, "Child, it took everything to me." And he's like, "I mean, that's why they that's why they cast me because I was really butching." And I was like, "Bitch, no, you weren't." <laughs> <laughs> that's got, why I'm yeah, laughing at it. But so. you got to see because it's it's like for him, it's like wow, an amazing thing. And it's mm-hmm. like like I said, it's this is their fourth episode. They just started, and we really need people to watch it because you know how it is if they mm-hmm. don't get the eyes on it. And it's on FX. And it's so on it's FX. Not, so you can't be binging it or watch it all. Yeah, but here's the thing Netflix I did. And this like is that. here's one thing that you can do, and this is why I, I like to support these shows. I just went ahead and just bought it off of Amazon. Because I don't know, because I'm trying to figure out the metrics. A lot of times, I, I got, I'm really curious to know, like, do they count people buying the whole season? I have, I have no idea. Because I always, when it's a show that I really love and I really want to give it support, I just buy the whole season. See, the thing's interesting. Like, like I always forget that, that you can go ahead and you can buy an episode, you can buy mm-hmm. a season on Amazon. That's about people who partner with Amazon, mm-hmm. they let you buy this thing so you can watch it at your. Yeah, it comes piece. on the next day. So it comes yeah. on Sundays. It usually pops up like Monday the next day and I can catch up. And it's easy for me because people like us who travel, mm-hmm. who don't have regular TV sets, we can still watch the show. But my concern is I don't know if they're counting that as a viewership. They a lot have times, to. They have they to. They do the Nielsen's, but I don't know if they're counting people who... Who are buying the are, episode? Yeah, I'm sure. Ways. Yeah. No, they, they, they do because it's like, you know, they know that those things like DVD, I mean the DVR plus three and DVR plus seven... They, I think like two years ago, they, they had to kind of like figure out, we have to include that in the ratings. You have to. And, and I, think it, I think it's also because, you know, I think it's from the point of view of the network is being able to use that 
to sell sell ads. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some weird way where they're they they're able to discount it in a way where they know it as like this is something you're watching it live. This is what it is DVR plus seven because mm-hmm. they kind of know that at DVR plus seven, maybe like like there's so much of that's being fast forwarded, right? Um, the, oh, you're not fast forward like, and pose. Like, like, you know, mm. like like Mm-mm. the. No, I'm saying the commercials. They're faster than the commercials on that. If they if they're DVR, mm-hmm. right. but if you buy it, it doesn't come with commercials. You just you're paying a fee outright, right. and they have to say and it's only 42 minutes you, long. Or you whatever, know, but they have yeah. to say to themselves, look, if let's just say 50,000 people bought it, and it's like 20 dollars, mm-hmm. you know, to buy this. I don't know how much it is for a season, something like that. 20 dollars, but mm-hmm. just the numbers. So like that's a million dollars. That they just earn, mm-hmm. they can't. I mean, they're, they're definitely taking yeah, those numbers down. Though. The, yeah, they have to because yeah. I hope so. Because because if, if a show's budget is three million dollars yeah. and you're getting, you know, a, a, another million dollars off mm-hmm. of it, you gotta kind of like. Because I got my in. sister hooked on it, and the way I was able to hook it was because you know she works, and a lot of times I don't see her, you know, every couple of weeks or so, and it just so happens she's like, oh well, you know, I'm home on Sunday, I can watch this, and I said, oh, we can't really. Fa- so by me having it and buying it, I was able to show her the first episode. We sat and watched it, and then she got hooked. And then she's I like, hooked halfway through. I, 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 was, I was hooked 10 I minutes in. in. Like the, right. ten, the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, bitch, let me go in here and go ahead and just buy this. <laughs> right. Because it's like, my, like I said, my original concern was, oh, okay, it's the same people who brought out, you know, who do American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, and you got familiar, some familiar actors and things like that. And, you know, my thing I was worried about is like, I didn't and want. Your favorite word, new faces, bitch. New Faces and bitch, they are giving face. They are killing it. Oh my god! Do you know how many times I have rewound and watched the? Okay, there's a scene where in the ballroom scene in the first ten minutes of the the episode, mm-hmm. and when they come in there with the outfits and then and, and and she's doing and she oh my god my god and then the scene where mm-hmm. they, listen I'm trying not to give you spoilers you've got to watch the show because once I saw that I literally I did this I turned it off I stopped. <laughs> Because I went ahead and, like I said, let me just go ahead and, like, buy the first episode. Because right. that's only re- After I watched it, I pressed pause, 10 minutes in, went back up, went ahead and just bought the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just stop bullshitting <clears throat> and just buy the whole season. And let me just try to tell people as much as possible they need to watch this show. So when you buy the whole season, are you able to watch them all? No, I wish it was that way. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, no. What happens is you buy it, and usually the next day, after the day after it airs, then you can go ahead and get access okay. to it. So usually I have to wait until Monday for me. Because it's still... If I'm home, watch it, if I'm, I'm at not. a house, and someone, and I happen to be there, and they actually have cable, I can actually watch it as it happens. But um, the second episode I watched on TV, but the first episode I watched because I bought it. Mm. And then the rest of them, I just went ahead and bought it. It's like, Psh. So I get a double dose. That's, that's where it's going. I mean, everybody's going to be online. Nobody's going to be watching TV. That I mean, that's the only thing I don't years. like about the Amazon right. uh, buying it is because they don't give it to you all at one time. I mean, it wouldn't be so bad. Like, if they could have it drop the same night that it comes on, like, hey, those of you who already bought it, we're going to drop it the same time it comes on TV. Yeah, that would be awesome. They would lose their ratings. The, the, the reason why they do yeah. that, I, don't, I mean, look, the ratings also, I get that, yeah. you know, like FX has got to split the, like... They must give some of that percentage of the money to Amazon, which, F- they'd, rather, which they'd rather keep all with themselves. And to tie into that, the 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 network that's dropping FX, for example, needs 
for their advertising to say we had six million That's people true. who watched from FX right. to get the money. Right. Yeah, because if because it doesn't work mm-hmm. that way, there'd be no shows. Yeah. Right. Like I said, my goal is to not the summer I was to try my best wherever I am to watch it on Sundays on regular TV. Right. And then of course I'm gonna go back and rewatch it again. Well yeah, because you if you, you watch it now like on with the with the regular box from whatever Spectrum or D, or Direct TV they know instantly who's watching. They know and how many and I want to say to all the straight people out there who are like, I ain't watching. I ain't watching now. There ain't no show for me, bitch. It, it, it's, a, it's a story about hope. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. about all that. You could, everybody people can People who have dreams and goals right. and trying to make a family and when when your family is not so great and you're going out to the world trying to figure out, it's a universal story that's being told specifically with this group of people. Right. And if you have an attitude like, I don't watch, I can't relate, you know what? F you. Okay. And we'll keep it moving. Here's the thing. I haven't watched the show only because I don't have um, any kind of like, you know, like cable type thing. Um, and I, I didn't know you could get it on, on Amazon right now. But I'll say this. I, I, you know, some people have been telling me about it when the posters are up. Mm-hmm. Like the posters in town are really interesting to me. So I was like, oh, this, you know mm-hmm. what? It's very rare for someone right. to do cool posters right. these days. So I've been curious to watch it, you know? And I do believe that, like you said, it's like, I think you watch any show because you, like you said, the, what's, what's the message that means anything mm-hmm. to everybody? And I don't think, I don't think people can do shows now Particularly on something like FX, you know, mm-hmm. be different if it was on like Logo, right. where it's like we are trying to to make it niche. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's a, it's a niche world, but we need it to be right. as as inclu- as 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 accessible right. to to any viewer. And, and this isn't giving anything away, <clears throat> but I don't know how you feel about this, Lisa. One of the things I love about the show is our lead; she doesn't always win. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's real that's life. That's real to me. That's real life. So she constantly has to struggle for next Saturday. I if I don't win this weekend, I'm gonna, I gotta go back. Right. I gotta I gotta hit the ballroom. I gotta get that's dope. better. You that's know what I mean? That's dope because that, that's it's kinda like I was saying in the episode with James. I was like, mm-hmm. by season, by the third season, you I mean like I'm out because it's like right. if because if you've been winning it for three seasons, you know, it's like are you ever gonna lose? Because in real life, you lose a lot. Right. And how do you pronounce Stephen's last name? Uh, La Rosa. Canals. Oh, oh, Canals. Canals. So Stephen Canals is is one of the creators of the show, and one I was excited for him anyway when I saw them. When I realized, oh, okay, because you know, I was thinking, oh, the people who brought you, like I said, oh, the people who brought you American Horror. Oh, okay, great. But then you dig deeper, and then you see who it is. But once again, I want to make sure people see the names: Janet Mock. Hi, Janet Mock. And of course, uh, our Lady J. Get the name right, bitches. Mm-hmm. Our Lady J, you oh, know, yes, are the two funny. writers on the show who, um, it's, it's history making, mm-hmm. you know? Two transgender women on a show writing about themselves and writing about a culture. And to me, that's just phenomenal. So please, please, please check out Pose. It comes on FX on Sundays. I want to say, is it 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock? I think it's 9. Probably 9. Um, yeah, so I would say <clears> check on <throat> 9 o'clock. And uh, the good thing with Pose FX, FX I always do the arts. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, because you know you watch it. But please yeah. watch it. It's one of those shows that it needs to have more seasons. Because, and and like I said, it doesn't shy away from talking about. It, it gives you the rise of Trump. Like that to me is like it's so meta yeah. when I'm watching it. Because like here we have a show that when Donald Trump was going into his zenith, where he where the whole culture was. 
which is basically Mariculture anyway, just <laughs> capitalism, yeah. and the whole greed is good, and make your money and fuck everybody else. It shows you, because one of the characters actually works for the Trump organization, mm-hmm. and it gives you the, a, a oh, clear... In the show. Oh, so, yeah. In the show. So I was surprised they were able to do They that. said his name. Oh, my God. He goes showed his the building. building. That's a trip. And it's, pu- it's pu- real. It's public space now. And, and yeah. I ain't going to give it away. Never. No, no. You mm-hmm. have to watch it. And you're watching this... And you're thinking, holy fuck, I'm walking the sh- watching the show with the rise of Trump and all this bullshit that we're living through now. Right. It's, like I said, it's the most meta experience. And not only is it nostalgic for me, but it's still so contemporary. Because one of the things that one of the episodes talks about is the idea, even in gay spaces, because you always think, oh, if the people are gay and marginalized, they should start loving it. No, but, bitch, there's still racism within gay communities, right. too. And there's an episode that deals with that, wow. and it's so real. That was the hardest episode for Child, me. listen, as a person who grew up in San Diego, who would go party in Hillcrest, which is known as the gay neighborhood in San Diego, because it was one of the safe... Very white gay neighborhood. It's a very white gay neighborhood, <clears throat> which was considered, quote, a safe space for gays. As someone who was a club kid who would go out and club and who had queer friends and family members and we would go to these clubs, to be a straight black person myself, even though my friends think I'm queer <laughs> and I have queer tendencies, <laughs> I'm just because saying. Because you're comfortable with yourself. I'm comfortable. All. And it's like. You I ain't let, afraid to say somebody pretty or whatever. And I right. let people be who right. they're going to be. Right. You know, if the right bitch come along, <laughs> hey. Well. If ret- look. I have not met her yet. That's right. You know, <laughs> I have my girl crushes. Like I'm in love with Regina Hall okay. and a whole bunch of other actresses who I think are just amazing. But I'm real comfortable, mm-hmm. and so I would party with folks because I had no problem. Right. And I'm that person who'll be like, I will, I will turn into a European real quick and call the manager <laughs> in a gay club in a minute, sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> who is your manager? But I would go turn to these to places. A Listen, real quick. She looked at that you French like you, Italian like you were short. Listen, you. y'all need to see me when I'm in Europe. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> There's a certain attitude that Europeans have. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's like yeah. when I come back to the States, I have to like... Tone it down. Yeah, I got to tone it down a little bit. But there were scenes in there, you know, coming from a club scene where you go in these spaces where you're thinking, oh, this is a safe, wonderful place. And they're looking at you like you don't belong here. We're literally gay people who were black and brown, Latino, those people had to actually have certain nights at clubs. People don't want to talk about that True. shit. They think gay pride. And people don't know rainbows. back in the day, it would be straight one night, it'd be Thank gay you. the next night. Yes. It'd be, you know, teenagers another San night. San Diego, we used to have chocolate Sundays. <clears throat> right. At Rich's. If y'all remember Rich's or the Brass Rail, I'm talking about San Diego, where we would have chocolate, I think it was Brass Rail, we had the chocolate Sundays, where basically that was black night. Mm-hmm. Where the black people can go and hear black Folk music, right? Where that's the one night you can be your black self and your gay self, mm-hmm. and that was a night. That oh, was my favorite night when I go to club. We were always going. I was in trouble when I was in college because I'd be have classes the next day and I'd be <laughs> fucked up the night before. Shoulder pad because I I used to shop at everybody remembers on Park and University used to be a little secondhand store called Where It Again Sam's, where it was vintage clothing from the 1940s and 50s, and that was my shit. Okay. The hats with the veils, the long second shoulder pads. Like I'm gonna these, wait till these hoes. Wait till these hoes see me walk up. In you ready to hit the ballroom, wasn't you? Damn. <laughs> like, I could have. Right? I could have. But it was like, but my pastiche, my thing was, it was like hip hop slash, because I just love the 40s look. Right. Joan Crawford, all that shit. And then I would like the hats and the veils, but it was like hip hop version. So it was like a real kind of weird, 
It was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because it, even though I would still go to the red, quote, regular black clubs, <sighs> Negroes, boy, I tell you, <laughs> back in the day, y'all, you could even go in the club. Niggas would be trying to like touch your butt, grab on you. Like, nigga, can I, can I get, can I even pay the $5 to get in the door? <laughs> can I, can a sister just get a seat, mm-hmm. you know? But for me, going to certain gay spaces with my black gay friends and, you know, Asian gay friends, where you felt like it was a little, it was a little safe space for me because one, I don't have to deal with heteros. Right. Do you know how comfortable that is <laughs> to go and dance with the dude or a girl, whoever, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about them putting their hands on you mm-hmm. when you're not asking them to put their hands? There's a moment in a time. <laughs> children, back in the old days when we went clubbing, they would have like set music and then they'd have the slow jam section. I don't know if they do that with the mm-hmm. youngins today. Mm-hmm. Everything is like fast. Like I think <clears throat> last time I went to a club just to go hang out because yeah. my friend was doing the lights and we were hanging out. And I'm like, it's constant. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Okay, I get it, I get it. But I miss the slow jam yeah, like, I can only dab so many times. Yeah, yeah and there's a it. moment where you, that was your hookup moment. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever you was going to be with, mm-hmm. that was your moment. And the youngest don't get that. And you anymore. was waiting, you was scoping. He's like, who I'm going to get for that dance? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Before the lights come on, you realize yeah. who you really fucking they would change. they would change the lights? Yes. Everything. It's and like, it's like going with, roller skating, isn't that it? That one dude. And you always knew who it was going to be because it was that dude you would down. dance with two or three times right. and like a whole set and then you get into whatever. But, you know, but what I loved about it was mm. going to those gay spaces, mm-hmm. it was safe for me as a straight person to not have to worry about that type of like, you know, we're talking about it now with the Me Too movement and, mm-hmm. you know, Time's Up and and all of that, but just the whole idea of me being in the club and dancing and having fun with gay people, and on top of being black gay folk, having to do with racism on top of that, and places that are supposed to be a safe space for you, right. you know. So you watching- be in a club the night before you couldn't have went into. Thank you. Isn't that a true? Are you not, ain't some bitch? The night before. Okay. You could not have safely. Let's yes. put it that way. Yes. You could have not have safely walked in there. And, you know, <clears throat> and where they would call, look, in Hillcrest, I'm telling you from facts, from experience, they would, white gay people would call the cops. You got to say, you see, let me, let me. Cops be waiting outside. Look. I want to, like, push this out just for a second. Okay. What happened to those people who didn't like black people then? They didn't disappear. Died. Oh, no. Now they, ba- now, they can, now they can announce it to the world. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't think- they all grown up now. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's what I think that Pose brings out. It, just, it, sh- it gets into that, and it doesn't shy away from like, hey, because I know we're talking about people being happy, like Rainbow Nation and gay and being free to be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. But we still got to get into the shit of, yeah, bitches, y'all was still kind of shady to us too. Right. So I Pose is just amazing for that. So please watch Pose. But oh, now... I have one more show. One more show real quick. Right. It's, called, get into. it's called Killing Eve. It's, oh, a, yes. it's on BBC America. What's that about? Uh, <clears throat> it's the, the woman who wrote and starred in Fleabag a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's her new show. You know I've been she, waiting for a season two from Fleabag. Fleabag yeah. She, uh, she, she adapted it from some novel. It's basically about... Um, these uh, MI5 characters. Sandra O oh is Sandra O oh is, is playing it. it. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she is, and they're trying to track down this female assassin. Mm. It's really interesting. It's really, really interesting the way it's done. Um, again, one of these British shows that doesn't have to sensationalize what's happening, right? Um, you know, and make it like end of the world shit. Sandra O oh British? No. But they do interesting. Does she play British? No, but she's she 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 is British in the show. But she didn't grow up. She grew up in like Connecticut because oh. it, it bothered me in the first season of episode. I was like, why is she in the a, only like, one? Why she you know? Anyway. And then they then they explained it at the end of the first episode or maybe second episode was that 
okay, oh, so when she gets recruited in this thing, it's like she grew up in Connecticut. Like it's like Elizabeth Taylor. People don't realize Elizabeth Taylor is British. British. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like her divorce born thing. there, and then yeah, yeah. Um, then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in. Uh, it's really, really well done. The woman who plays the assassin, she's like oh. Russian, but she lives in Paris, and uh, it's just really, really well done. Getting and, lots of yeah. good rave reviews. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and good to see Sandra. Oh, I know, back in something back not in, so like yes. so like. I, I don't know. It's good that she's got the show. Yes. You know, she's starring in the show. It's not like she's playing second fiddle where she had to play constantly in Grey's Anatomy. Um, I don't know what's good. Yeah. Right, so our final thing, and it won't be too long. Heredity! Oh, so, <laughs> and I would love if you could have the writer-director, if you can get him in. I'll look into it. Uh-huh. I'll look into it. See, because I need to talk to him. <laughs> because, okay, so some of you remember two months ago I had mentioned about the short film called... Um, was it, did you hear about what happened to the Johnsons? Uh, what was that shit called? Whatever happened to the Johnsons, something Johnsons, about the black family who lived like this comfortable suburban life and then some shenanigans are happening and where literally, it's only like, I want to say it's only maybe 15, 20 minutes long, where in the first two minutes of it, my mouth flew open like, what is going on? And I was riveted and that's what compelled me to want to go see Hereditary. Um, I oh, have same to say, guy, same, same, murder same guy, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, what's his name, Ari? Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. Yes, yeah. Ari's. Yeah, I was, saw something the other day. And uh, please, we got to have him come in top. But apparently, there's some other folks in the room who want to put it on the same level as Mother. But anyway, Hereditary. I took my mom to see it. Why can't I spell Hereditary? It's ridiculous. H e r e d i t a r y something like that. Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I took my mom to go see it because it was one of those ones when we saw the trailer, like, yes, we're going to go see this. Plus, my mother loves Tony Collette. So. Tony Collette's awesome. Does, mm-hmm. get a, like, does not get enough. And any, any, anything she's in, I'm going to go see. And she, the fact that she's in a horror movie. She really like, anchors that movie. Listen, in a way and that's that why I love insane. the movie. It's, I, I was watching it, you know what I mean? I think the first thing I ever saw her in was. Um, she played the mom in Sixth Sense. Yeah. I think that might, I mean, I know she'd been in other stuff, but I think that's the first thing I remember seeing her in. If you've seen Muriel. Yeah. Was that, yeah. yeah, Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's like, Wedding. That's like, is that before, after? Probably before. That was the first, before. That, that was the first one. Yeah, because that's... After uh, that, I was like, she's... Aus- Australian fan. film, yeah. yeah. Um, this is my thing. I, I, I don't know if I said this before, but I look at movies in a certain way, and it's like, this movie's... Oh, Gabrielle Burns. Indeed. This movie's a mess... And oh, wait, first before you tell us and, why it's a mess, and, but, can I just tell, but, the, but, can but, I tell but, them but, what the story is about I'll real just, quick? I'll just get categorized in a but way. But wait, can I just tell okay, them Okay, okay, okay. That way, because no, they can't. No, you can't say, you can't say the story is about no, because that's I'm why not, it's I'm a mess. tell them the log line. That's why it's Basically, it's about a family who, and you can see this in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away, about a family whose who's matriarch, the grandmother, has passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony Collette is the mom, and she has two children and a husband, and they live like this kind of idyllic life. I don't know exactly where they live, but they have a fabulous ho- uh, house, and she's like, a, she makes houses, like little doll houses and stuff. And famous artist. Famous artist these. stuff, yeah. So anyway, whatever her, her art is. And basically, they're coming to terms with the trauma child. Yeah. You talk about faces. Yeah, the, little, the little girl. So, Damn. yeah. So, anyway, they're dealing with the trauma, the loss of the grandmother. And so, throughout the movie, they start to learn some family secrets that become increasingly more disturbing, more disturbing, more disturbing until the grand finale. Um, music is amazing. I'm telling you right now. Sound design and score, music. The sound design and music was really, I mean, I, 
he's going to get nominated for some shit. Yeah. And I love the design. I love the look. I love the slow burn. The slowness of it makes it good, in my opinion. Because this could have easily been one of the Saw movies where all kinds of stuff were happening. But those jump scares and things that were in there, I thought they were earned. Totally earned. Totally. And even with some of the stuff where it was kind of convoluted, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Tony Collette carried me through and knocked out the ballpark and made me realize I really enjoyed this film. You Now you can go ahead and say. Okay, so uh, to me when I say a movie's a mess, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie or a good movie. It's a movie that it's not, it's, this movie is two movies that are jammed together. And therefore you watch it and like the second, the last third of it goes in such a different direction that it felt like the writer, he kind of wrote himself into a corner and he was like, here's so how I can get out of it. And he got out of it in a way that was like, you know, some weird fucking gymnast trick of like, you know, some, some nine point type of thing. But it just kind of felt like um, it didn't totally come together to me at the end. And, and what was really going on was not earned throughout the rest of the movie. I don't think they set up the grandmother's character correctly to, 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 to enable what the f- like like what happens at the end to work the way that it does but i think if he did that then it would be too on the nose i look there needed to have been like one more scene with the grandmother alive the listen fact that, look the listen. fact that she's it starts off it starts off and you go to the, her funeral and they're like everything you need to know is in the first one minute opening shot no see okay now look 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 that Here's opening shot wait but this tells you everything yes, about the I movie i know and it's a great opening shot but this is the, the, the opening of the movie, I think, is where I'm talking about this. And, mm. and I feel like this might have been tacked on because it feels like a tack on. The opening of the movie is an obituary and it's, it's text on screen. Mm. And I'm like, you see, now you're telling me, not showing me. And I needed just to see something else about that situation that explained what, what explained was in the obituary, if that could have been done. Visually, visually, then I think there's more of it that that, that, that would have come together. Now, granted, the, the 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 first twist in that movie, I mean, the the you know what I'm talking about, bitch. When I tell you, that turn shit turned shocked the whole fucking audience. I turned. To I was my like, goddamn, and this said, y'all I'm, go a, this my, movie? I'm gonna put my wine down. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking shocked the fuck out of everybody, and it was so like, out of left field. Uh, you know, I mean, look, the, like it's just a movie where all the performances were so really, really well done, and it's something I I, I realized because I don't watch a lot of horror movies, um, but what I realized about horror movies and why they're really fascinating for filmmakers is that you know we're in this trend now, have been in the last five years or so, where you can't. It's hard to be a stylized filmmaker. It's just that for whatever reason, people aren't into it. I don't know if it's the audience mm. or if it's that, 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 that the younger kids who are now making kids, whatever, people in their like late 20s and 30s who are making movies, they are now embracing, like, like they're basically like growing up on digital technology for, film, for, for, cinema, for image acquisition and it had to grow to where it is now, just mm-hmm. when it first came out in like maybe 05. Right. When it, is that, 
you can be so stylized as a filmmaker doing a horror film in ways that you should be able to do in in in, in dramas and stuff like that, and every, but they're not they don't do it. Right, and <laughs> that's what made that movie interesting because like watching it, the guy is such a he's such a great craftsman to bring you in and 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 to make scenes fucking like make you jump and shock the shit out of you and earn jumps, and not the typical. Earn, oh, it's just, all fucking earn. It's all like you because it's it, his craft is so but good. What's the messy part for you? The messy part was the last third, like like the, like the last third. <sighs> it, I tell you, it came out of nowhere. And I'm telling you, I'm, look, and I'll spoil something. Spoil no, this, no, what, don't I, spoil I, it. Okay, I will spoil it. But there's a moment that there's a moment in the movie that, that, that I said to myself, now whenever I see that in the movie, okay, we can say, look, no, no, let's say this. Spoiler alert: If you have not seen the movie and you want to listen, see it, stop, stop listening. listening. And, and go and see just, the movie and, and then come, come back. back. All right, go ahead and say it. The part when he finds the book and the book explains fucking everything. I was like, God damn it! Like I don't need to see that at that point in the movie. Like if it, like if, if 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 you're deep into the third act and the whole thing is going to be explained in the book about the demon Paymon and stuff like that. I was like, you didn't do this right. You didn't set this part up right because but that feels like that you're coming into it wrong. I would agree with you. Because normally it's like, man, y'all got lazy and y'all didn't feel like, like, oh, we're stuck here. I can't figure it out. You know what? Just put in a book and open the book. But I was so, I was so hooked in to what was going on that I allowed that to happen. Like, I actually enjoyed it. I like, you know what? I enjoyed it. I'll let it happen. Look. It'd be like a Grimm's fairy tale. I'll let that one slide. Look. I enjoyed, like I said, the filmmaking was uh, was really well done. The actors were really done. It's just like there was that symbol that was on the cover of the book that right. was in the book. Right. And and the thing is, is that the shot when you saw that on the grandmother in the funeral in the beginning, I don't think that it resonated enough the right way in terms of what it was trying to say to link all that together. But did and you I, notice that symbol all over the place? Like it was on the wall. It was, yes, it was yeah, on. Like yeah. it was it, kind it, of placed there without having to say yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, well, I'm not sure if it was at their house, but it was at that woman's house who, who was her mm. friend before. At that point, I was like, okay, okay, now I see this. I just feel like this is the movie that he was taking it one direction mm-hmm. and then he like took it in another direction like so late into the film that I was like that it, 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 it and, and, it, and this is another thing too I was like watching it and I was like this movie's like 10 minutes too long and I felt like, and I felt like the last 20-30 minutes I really last thirty minutes. I would agree. Could have been cut down. It's just like certain. I mean, and and just like trims like elements in it. Like the part when the sun uh, was spoiling more. Spoiler alert! Once again, stop. Yeah, listen. Stop yourself. There's that part that the sun comes down to the house. And, you know, to the fireplace, and Gabriel Burns being burnt, and the mom's hiding up in the roof, which fucking scared the shit out of me. But, uh, but, 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 you know what? That moment took too long to happen. It was like it was, it was all. It was a whole sequence ahead of time. We just walking through the house, and I was like, "No, cut to but that to me, faster." That's what cut, made. But that's what made it. That, but it's the climax of the movie. That's what the made movie's it climaxing. Like speed it up so it's like because I'm sitting here going, "I know it's gonna happen," but 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 you're but 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 you you just waited too long. You know, you waited too long. I can agree, and I can see where, yeah, part of me think, yeah, it could have been. But because I was so invested and I was there, that, that long thing, it just made the dread I'm not saying don't see more. the movie. I mean, because look, it, Tell I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't see the movie. I think movies that are messes like that. But it, I don't see, think it's on the level see, of a mother. Okay, well, I, I, okay, I, you know what? Take that back. I'll retract that. Okay, thank you. I'll retract that. But the, the thing is, is that I think that movies that are messes are 
actually fascinating because they provoke a lot of discussion. There you go. And I think that, you know, like, like the worst thing you want to have with your movie is you watch it mm-hmm. and, or the audience watches it. And then the next day, they're like, what did I see again? Mm-hmm. Because it didn't have any kind no, of resonance. My, but I feel that... that did, did you, were you still thinking about it after you had left? We were talking about it for like two or three days afterwards. Uh, thank you. you. Know? And it has done its job. Because yeah. me and my mother were the same way. Because there are two iconic moments in this film that are going to go down in, in horror film history. Even though I think Ari... His name's Ari, right? Yeah, it's Ari. Where Ari said it's not really because originally he just wanted to do like a drama. He wasn't. He's not really a quote horror guy. But Ari, that's some bullshit. You need to like keep on doing that. Two iconic moments, and I think this is one of those moments where spoiler, spoiler. It's a spoiler alert. Where it's kind of the reverse of the show. Don't tell. It's kind of like it was like a tell, and by not showing, it made it even more powerful. It's a scene where. The mom finds out what happened to her daughter. Oh. The shot is just the son in the... And I have to say, no, it's going to be three iconic moments. It's when the accident happened. The accident fucked everyone in the... Th- oh, my God. And then the kid sits there, and it's one of the realest reactions I've ever seen. It's one that, that's when I realized this dude, if he writes like this and doesn't do the obvious, the typical ho- horror stuff... Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna have a little history in this business if so, he's doing this. Okay, th- yeah, that's why he's fantastic. That's why I said his filmmaking his filmmaking is so on point. And he does it's it again so... with the bed scene where he's laying there, and there's a terrible accident. Something happens to the daughter, which we won't spoil. We won't spoil for that part, but it's already a spoiler. You should have seen the movie anyway. <laughs> he's just laying in the bed. We know what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad don't know. The shot, a typical horror movie shot would have been tracking the mom, do 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 goes outside, oh my god, blah, 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 and then it's like the shock scene, Dun! and you right. see whatever. Because she, yeah, she witnesses what happens. This thing, the boy is in the bed, it's a close-up of him laying in the bed, his in face, a fetal position, traumatized, like, fetal, shit, like, like he ain't, this broken, boy is fucked up, he is fucked broken. up. Broken. All you hear, and this is where sound design is so important, y'all. Learn fucking sound design. (laughs) All you hear is, you see the close-up of his face, fucked up. Like, he is like, this is shit. Life is over. You hear mom and dad conversating like normal downstairs. That's all you hear. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You hear mom go outside, door open. You hear footsteps. Bitch, and then you hear the Tony Collette lets out this this death rattle. That's like, oh my God. But see, what's also dope is, see, again, dope filmmaking, when she's reacting to to the daughter's death, they do this thing where she's she's like on her knees on the floor in her bedroom. If she don't get Oscar nominated. and like pounding on the floor and going, ah, you know, it's like she's in that kind of like, like she's in that cat pose. Primal. Just, ah, just screaming and bawling her ass out and fucking Gabriel Gabriel Byrne is trying to like, uh, uh, console her mm-hmm. but what you see is out the window you just see the lights of the police flashing mm-hmm. so you know the police are there right. doing their thing and you don't need to go outside and see any of that we don't shit. need that and it's, and it's like that's fucking great yeah, that's smart i was like that it's it save like, you money save you money <laughs> but it, but you know what and, and it told us right. so much more emotionally yeah. about oh, what's happening and that's why it was so cool and that's why i was mm-hmm. like fuck this is good. like that's that's it's going like i'm mark my words when they do the the 2018 2019, when they start doing, you know how they always have historical they're gonna horror things. They're like, going to do that. Last scene, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about the movie. <laughs> Tony Collette, floating, 
with the wire. Oh, oh the Garrett? No, well, and the now that shit was expression crazy. on her face. Mm-hmm. If this bitch does not get nominated, <laughs> she's awesome in it. I mean, oh, well, totally sh- no, no, no. But the the, thing, no, the the scene that got me, the scene that got me, w- there's a scene that's sort of similar to the scene they cut out of The Exorcist. And The Exorcist, this, there's a spider walk scene. You know that scene? Yes. So there's a scene in this movie like this where the kid, it's in the end, the kid has to hide up in one of those attics. You know that the mm-hmm. that you you pull the thing from the ceiling down. You yep. know, yep. And it's like Tony Collette. Is chasing him and he runs up there and pulls up the ladder so she can't get at it. Right. And those things, you know, are kind of high, high in the up. air. But you, but you start hearing this banging on this hard, fast, fast banging, bang, 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 bang. And you're like, bang, she bang. ain't got no ladder. Well, she ain't I, got shit. And it cuts to this shot where she is like on the ceiling. <laughs> Banging her head, her head, banging her head in, like I mean, she's like, like she's like in a right. catwalk position, right. banging her head so hard, so fast that, that we were like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?" Yeah. It was so like a shock, but an earned shock. It wasn't one of these like it was, it, yeah. It's, and know? all that shit was earned, even though you think it's messy at the end, even though it is convoluted and kind of crazy and like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I got the. Do you did you guys ever see the Sentinel? 1970s where like the naked people it's like a cult naked people they had a lot of some naked people in this one yeah. but it was effective naked and it was like scary naked yeah. people it's just there's just so much good stuff in this movie I just feel like is it Australian or is it British no, I don't know it's I think it's American oh you mean the Sentinel or this no, movie, this movie. It, oh, it, it, it feels like it might it's be Australian Tony Collette and then the other guy it, it, it gave you a burn as British it feels I feel like, like, like sh- it's American because when they were hanging out the teenagers I felt like that was an American yeah, the, kind of thing it, it, I mean but there's a little girl's American that's why I was just oh, oh and talk about faces Bitch, I think that little girl, you know what the movie could have been shot in Australia. It could have been to save money well, and everything like that. Actually, now that you mention it, I have no idea what the fuck it was. All I know was like some suburban yeah. shit. Yeah, it felt like shit. it might have been like in Colorado or yes. something the way it was yeah. with the woods and the mountains and everything. But it was, you know, I say go see it. Yeah, and even it. though I argue with people, like there's been arguments online, like oh this movie's a piece of shit. It's not horror. It's not even scary. No, Those it's of scary. Us, I will say this for horror connoisseurs. This is one of those ones that's going to go down. That's it's going to be iconic, and it's, it's going to not be slasher fun. porn it's by, not by any way. And that's uh, that's one of the reasons why I actually liked there it. You go. And that's one of the reasons why I liked it is and because, that because of I think that. Tony Collette anchors it in the real in the drama, and I think that gives it legs. So I'm so happy that you have you've come back from the dark side. I still think you, it's a mess. You I still re- think it's that's a, okay. a, it like a, like a big mess. Like I said, because even my mother at the end, she's like, I really don't know what was going on at the end. But it disturbed me, <laughs> and I'm pleased. And I'm like, good for us. Yeah. And my mother said, we need to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. That was up. I got work to do, so okay. I got to get out of here. Um, so thank y'all. Awesome episode. Where are you at, Chris Derrick? At uh, Unauthorized CBD on Twitter and on Instagram. And that's it. Cool. Uh, oh, you know what you need to do? You need to take a photo with Why Am I Going Black on your friend you had on the show with the Bob, the actress. Kat, 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 You need to take a photo with her and use that as the photo. Okay. For the shirt. Okay. Or somebody like that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? okay, okay. <clears throat> somebody, because I think you need a human being to make it. Yes, make it yes. Right. I took it yes. On yeah. the Patreon, if you yeah. need to follow, there'll be a link in the show notes. Right. For the Patreon. That's exactly. so funny. Somebody... <laughs> tweeted to me the Patreon. Did you, know, did you know you had a Patreon? Like, oh, I guess we got a Patreon because <laughs> I had just divested from uh, social media. <laughs> I had to get a get a little. Chris break. took it upon himself. I thank him. Appreciate thank you, Chris. It. You know, so we just need to push it. We haven't really been pushing it yet. Yeah. Um, okay. Where are you at, Lisa? 
<clears throat> you know where to find me. What fresh hell is this? At what fresh hell is on Twitter and what fresh hell is this Lisa on IG. Cool. That's what's up. Even though I don't really post anything on IG. I think you I'm on top of You don't even it. take photos. I think I'm what fresh hell is this You don't on even allow fr- people to you take photos of you on the goddamn Twitter. <sighs> you know, it's, I can only do so much. <laughs> Next month, I'll get in there and doing stuff. But just a reminder, people, we are having a fundraiser for the Carl Brandon Society that you know I'm a member of, and you know that I help uh, push anything that has to do with Octavia E. Butler. So through July 22nd, check out the Carl Brandon Society. Um, if you're on Twitter, you can check out the hashtag, hashtag because of Octavia. So any donations for sci-fi writers to become the future writers that can write all the stuff that we love. There will be, be a awesome. link in the show notes <clears> for that. I yeah, he's been go. doing the show notes. Yeah. Oh, look at you. It's been helping us out, awesome. man. It's been awesome. Well, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. How I am Hilliard Guest. Yes. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. Follow the show. Screenwriters are on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Um, follow the show on Facebook, please. <clears throat> and comment on there. Yeah, we got some shit going on. Uh Please, I don't even know what to say about the support the Patreon. Support the Patreon. I got to get used to that. And support, support the, the Patreon. Patreon. Jesus Christ, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, support that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's goodies to get. It's not. It's yeah. not like there's t-shirts, mugs. You know, yeah. opportunities to get. And it'll keep. It'll keep yeah, growing and keep, changing. It's like you know, like like stuff can get read. If you want us to read your stuff, there is a. There is a there is a level on, there's a, a there's a reward on Patreon if okay. you want us to read your stuff. So. Oh, and give our honest I'm opinions. Look, <laughs> it's summertime. This is the time to get Lisa to read your shit. Yeah, so I'm telling she's you, wanna... she's not not doing anything else. I'm not slumming. <laughs> Are you going home this week, this year? No, I think I'm going to go home for Christmas. It's been it's been two years. Right. Was it two years? Now you used to do at least every other year. I used to do it? every year okay. and. Hey, it costs money to go, and Look. you know, hey, and there's a lot of fascist shit going on in, in Italy right, right now. They're one of their their boys is talking shit about kicking people out the country, and so some shit, you know, stuff that's going on here is happening overseas. Right. So the goal is to go see me familia and go be European for a little bit and that's just be it. with my family on that side. So cool. awesome. Well, I got some writing to do, so I appreciate y'all. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We give it opinionated. We give it what, everybody? What kind of? Mm-hmm. Until we find some new shit. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Ciao. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.